0: Hi, and welcome back to the First Quarter Club.
1: Andrew, and this is Hannah, and we're bringing you new episodes every Monday.
0: I think we've got everyone on. Thanks for joining. Um, So, yeah, to our listeners, on today's episode, we're joined by Kai and Connor. Uh, So these guys are the mastermind behind Investor Zone. We're going to be chatting with them today about different investment strategies, but primarily focusing on the stock market. And also just talking about where it all started with you guys, so how you got into Socks and Shares and your experiences. So um, thanks so much for joining our podcast. Uh, how are you feeling? Good, good. All good. Thank you for having
2: us on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not at all, not at all. So if you want to kick it off, I mean, do you want to both just give a introduction, bit of background, where it all started, or, you know, talk about early careers or your education, that kind of thing? Sure. Clyde, do you
3: want to go first? Yeah, of or... course. Yeah. So I um, didn't really do anything traditional. Left school. Went to uni and dropped out because I didn't like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a running theme
3: here. <laughs> um, so yeah, dropped out after a couple of months. I knew it wasn't for me. And um, I'm quite privileged to be able to have gone travelling after that. So I went travelling for a couple of years. And I came back to the UK and sort of got a little bar job and kept on travelling. Um, worked in car rental for about a year. And then a friend put me onto an opportunity with a startup company uh, to do some interior designing. And that's where I've been ever since for the last three years. So working full time at the moment and I'm at the stage where I feel what I've been feeling like, I don't want to be an employee anymore. So what Mm -hmm. can I do to kind of step out of that sort of role in my life? So stock market and investing was the first thing that popped popped into my head. It's always been in the back of my mind I've always wanted to learn about the stock market and investing, and it just sort of sort of happened from there. To be honest,
0: decent. Okay, it's it's really interesting that you mentioned about like dropping out of uni. Like we, Joe and I had um one of our very first episodes, we were talking about like the pros and cons of either starting work straight away, like straight out of school or Actually, yeah. go into like through the education system, like the traditional routes of you know, you get your A levels, you go to university, and it's just not for everyone. I think we, both Joe and I, we um, we, we started work full time, and just like for context, we did like um, work based degrees, so like wanted to keep on learning, of course, but um, yeah. didn't like the idea of going to uni, like just learning something you just have got no interest in whatsoever, getting a degree that's not going to apply to your. Um, your future yeah so so like what what was the turning point for you when you decided you know what this is not for me
3: it's just the whole just being in that sort of environment Mm -hmm. like my attention span was at its limit (laughs) at the end of school (laughs)
0: anyway
3: so to do another three years plus (laughs) the same sort of thing I just knew I couldn't do it I knew if I don't get out now I'm just gonna either fail or just waste my time in debt for the next three years so I thought better get out now and yeah just I just knew education was was that that was it i couldn't do any more full-time education so yeah that was pretty much it and
1: connor what about yourself how did you, how did you uh fall into the investing side of things
2: so it's weird funny enough i think the first ever memory i really had around stocks and whatnot was the wolf of wall street <laughs> um, yeah. and this was years ago when it first came out and it was just so different because you used to hear about it but then seeing like sort of what happens on the inside it kind of just you know I was young at the time so I was like this is something i want to get into always like talking to people so um I never went to uni um I actually used to play sport um didn't work out so I just went into a normal sales role whether that's brokerage I did forex energy um properties and it wasn't what I really expected it was very slow paced it's not what you see in a movie so Um, I was doing that for a couple of years and then I really went into sort of the property sector, um, like property development, um, lettings, management, stuff like that. And again, it was just not a bit of me. It, it, It was very slow pace. And I realized with property, especially in the UK, it's more about wealth preservation than you know, actually gaining value or gaining wealth. It's more for storing your money rather than sort of trying to increase it unless it's something like, you know, you're flipping houses, but I wasn't really experiencing that. So, I left that and i just sort of went sort of applying all over the world for different jobs in the financial sector everything from hedge funds to just you name it any advertisement whether it's in toronto or sydney i applied for and then one day i got an email um from a company in dubai which was a private equity firm oh, wow. mainly invested in emerging markets so i was you know i was really excited really happy this is exactly what i was sort of looking for it was a massive change because one minute i was in the uk and they said in two weeks you're flying over and um, we've got your accommodation, every set out, are you ready to join? And yeah, I went there, um, did my degrees and certificates in like financial markets and instruments. And yeah, just loved it because the, luckily my boss there as well was like a mentor. He's been around all the investment banks from like Citibank and whatnot. And yeah, he sort of took me under his wing. And from there, just sort of opened my eyes to like the stock market and just economics as a whole. It really interests me from numbers and just how the world works. So that was like my earliest sort of involvement in stocks. And then from there, it's kind of just, you know, me and Kai talk about it all the time, just sort of how we got into it. My strategy is very passive, especially in like private equity. It's more, um, again, you're not going for these high risk trades. It's more, you know, risk management than anything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, now moving forward, I'm, the complete opposite i'm so heavily invested and exposed to like penny shares and um volatile markets i find that way more interesting when i first started i was just looking at dividend paying companies so that's sort of like my process where i'm at now and yeah how i sort of got into it so yeah that's a bit of background on me
0: and Connor, are you, you're back in the uk now obviously or you know how long did you stay out in Dubai and, and worked on this career
2: so i was there for about 18 months okay. and then prior to the lockdown we was actually going to relocate to Barcelona oh, because dream. of the time difference.
0: <laughs> the dream. Yeah,
2: it, it, was, it was literally about two weeks before our flight. I had my whole apartment packed up. I just had my TV in my bed. Yeah. And then in Dubai, it went for a really strict lockdown way before the UK. And flights got cancelled. Of course, Spain was heavily, you know, infected. So mm-hmm. they weren't letting anyone in. And I was just sitting in my apartment with just my TV in my bed. Like, you couldn't go out for about eight weeks. And it just got really neggy, and, I, you know, the dream was there. I was like, I can't wait to move to Barcelona, nearer home, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. This is just, you know, I just, I wanted to just leave. Like, I feel like I was just young enough and wasting my time and nothing was in stone. So I moved back to the UK mm-hmm. and funny enough, I actually started working in the private healthcare sector just because, of course, it was doing so well at the time. And um, I got put on by one of my friends who's working in there. So... Um, doing that until recent. I mean that by about two weeks ago I quit and I've just been basically fully involved in investing, trading. Um of course investors own the platform we run as well and I also work in the music industry, like sort of behind the scenes as well. So yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment God, I don't know about you Hannah but I've just got a wave of jealousy from
0: yeah, you so, <laughs>
2: sounds like yeah, you're living the right, dream way, sounds, it wasn't that nice I promise you I might have made it sound
3: better than
0: it really was But no, it's good, it's good. Uh, Jack Wall as well like a bit of everything there <laughs> yeah, crazy, that,
3: yeah. Sounds, yeah, that, yeah. that
0: sounds really good so I mean I, I guess like we was chatting to someone else that said like obviously lockdown and the whole like Covid situation is really bad for a lot of people but some for some people it is a bit of a turning point right and I guess for you you're saying like you wouldn't probably would have had the time to focus on um you know your startup or or, or trading or you know looking in stocks and shares if you didn't have all of this spare time
2: oh without i think it's this year's even though it's been one of the hardest years all round you know mentally physically mm-hmm. financially for a lot of people i do have to say i'm very lucky because i think nowadays it's more about just being liquid and adapting to your situations and if you get too wound up in a certain sector or you're just too used to a certain way then of course things now change so much you can get burnt so i'd say for me i've just been lucky when i worked in the say healthcare sector it was literally just to get money it was it wasn't long term for me i didn't have any interest but mm-hmm. i just saw it as a good position to you know um, add more to my portfolio from the money i earned and keeping my costs low not living in Dubai buy anymore so you know win-win so from there i think yeah i would say it's been a great year but it's taught me a lot about just you know, even being younger, I've everyone is, as well here is quite young, it's one of those situations, if you can get through this, then the future for us, and we're right at the beginning of our, like, financial journeys, is going to be so much easier, because this has been one of the most testing times, I think, ever. 100%.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. because me and Hannah were, did a previous episode of where we were sort of evaluating 2020, and obviously there has been um, a lot of sadness, and a lot of things that have gone on you know with obviously covid but in a way that it has presented a lot of opportunities you know me and hannah have been able to do this podcast you know i've been able Mm. to research and do a lot of things so you know it's inspirational and i'm sure and hopefully a lot of people will take from that that you know what actually there are opportunities and all right i might be restricted in my home or in my circumstances but Mm -hmm. actually there is a way out i can do things i can do that because eventually you know things will get better as well so um hopefully people can take inspiration from that yeah, for sure.
0: A true. And I think just to add on that, Joe, I think it's a mindset thing massively. So you can definitely. just sit in your house like bored and not get involved with anything, not adapt to change, like you said, Connor. Um or you could really use this time, you know, you're not travelling into work, you might have a couple of hours spare in the evening, that kind of thing. You might be saving money mm-hmm. instead of going out every night. So um I think there's definitely opportunities.
2: With what you said there about saving money, I think this is the best time to of save money. You know, I see a lot of people, even like e-com, mm-hmm. you know, great for us if you're invested in e-com or, you know, mm-hmm. Amazon or whatever it may be, but it's had the best year ever. And I'm thinking a lot of these people probably buying stuff online, probably don't have a job or they're on furlough or they're on universal credit. I don't know whichever one. And there's no issue with that, but you probably shouldn't be buying, I don't know, more consumer goods. You should probably invest it or, you know, save it or, put it to a side but it's sort of like you can see the divide in thinking yeah Ecom's booming but you know everyone's really struggling behind the scenes as well
1: i think sometimes it's just that some people really need to differentiate between a want and a need you know i've got friends that say oh mm. i've got no money but they've got the most expensive phone they've got netflix sky yeah. um yeah. you name it and it's like hang on a minute you know you could be allocating your money elsewhere and you could be doing different things you know obviously that's it. i'm not saying yeah, sit in your room all day and don't do anything obviously you've got to live a little bit but i think definitely I, one my little tip uh, clip that up we can put that on the instagram um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> cheers oh <Daria>. yeah
1: cheers guys <laughs> me yeah thanks for the episode today we're uh <laughs> i'm on
0: um and then so guys like how do you know each other like when did you first meet like explain that story
2: um just basically one day i was i'm very like sort of private on my personal instagram i don't really put up stuff what i'm doing but like stocks and stuff and um i put up just a screenshot of i think i was using free trade at the time or one of the brokers of like a stock and in kai i didn't even know we've never spoke never met he must have just been like we had have each other on instagram and he just mm-hmm. hit me up saying um check out this stock or like yo check mm-hmm. this out and it was great than gold and I was like, "Who the? <laughs> 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 like, and you know, loads of times if you don't know someone, you usually like, whoa, like, what, who are you Scammer, trying to me? Yeah. But,
3: yeah, I was like, <laughs>
2: but um, no, he was just like, yeah, check this out. And we just ended up like, he just reached out, and like, yeah, like, thank God because he put me onto Greatland Gold, which, uh, if anyone knows, has been a great penny stock in the last like year and a half. Um, and yeah, just from there, just talking like, you know, every other day, and then every day, and. Just about finance and stocks, so yeah, it's really kind of a random, yeah,
1: sort of completely
3: stuff. random.
2: Yeah,
1: so so let's jump into because I was, did spend the afternoon watching your YouTube channel. Um, I believe you want to get to two hundred and fifty subscribers, so guys, if you're listening, go <laughs> check check out uh, the Investors on YouTube page. Um, Thank you.
3: Like, comment, and subscribe. Definitely, <laughs> there we go.
1: Oh no, and I was actually I was actually really surprised the amount of detail and research that you've done uh, in your videos was actually. Uh, quite refreshing sometimes you see some of these these uh these youtube videos and it's like i'll oh, pick this stock because elon musk likes it and you know like, oh, for god's sake <laughs> but one thing i did want to touch on was uh was penny stocks now i was a little bit confused mm-hmm. about what what penny stocks actually are because you hear about the big stocks and you and
2: mm.
1: and i've just sort of been following tesla like apple and all of this and actually yeah. there's this this whole new world that potentially that i've never really heard of before so wouldn't would you mind just sort of touching on that a little bit yeah, first like thing you got to know penny, penny stocks,
3: stocks is high risk, high reward right. so it isn't for beginners or the faint hearted, you can lose a lot of money trading penny stocks but the potential for gains is there and it's huge some stocks move 100-200% in a matter of minutes so that's one thing to know about penny yeah. stocks um,
2: and it's what Jordan Belfort was basically trading on the film so again, it's one of those things, it's kind of like a nostalgic aspect as well if you get involved in penny stocks you like the film for me so yeah so they they actually worth a penny is it, is it is
1: it because they're not valued the same amount as the big boys is it sort of like there's a they're the championship of stocks almost if you've got the premier league of amazon and apple uh are these penny stocks
2: a little bit below no so they're like the conference or even if if you want to go <laughs> sometimes maybe even below like the ryman Prem. Like these <laughs> are the stocks where you have your blue chips, your major cap, your mega cap ones, which we're talking like in a trillion dollar valuations. Then you have your ones just under your, but these ones are literally under like the 2 billion market cap. We're talking very small companies, penny stocks because with shares as well, it's not necessarily meaning, you know, if a stock is worth $3,000, it doesn't mean it's cheap or expensive because it could be compared to its book value, a very good price, $3,000, but they might turn over trillions in revenue and there's only so many shares outstanding. So you've got a good deal or a stock could be one P and you might think, Oh, it's so cheap, but they don't even make a profit and they're constantly in debt and it's actually a very expensive share. So in the sense of penny stocks, yeah. Like technically when you look at them, usually they're under a penny or they're around a penny or under a dollar, for example, um, but it's mainly stocks which are under, say, like the $2 billion market cap, and they're at the very early stages of whether that's like acquiring a business or if it's, I don't know, they've got a product set for release or something along those lines. So it's a very early, early stage company. Well, is there any known examples
1: of companies just off the top of your head that, that our listeners might know um, just ah. so we can relate to them?
2: So as in right um, now, penny stocks you- which they might I've heard of um I would say a popular one. Of course, Greatland Gold in the UK. It's always well in the recent few I'd say months or years been like one of the most bought stocks on like free trade. Alpine, Alpine four technologies, it's mainly the penny stocks you hear about are the ones which do well. Of course, you don't hear about the ones that don't do well. Um mm-hmm. like, But I'd say there's a lot of penny stocks which have been in, I say, the news a lot because of how much they've gained in the last month or so. Like Alpine, for example, is a stock which has gained in the 1,000% in the last couple of months. So there's, of course, the flip side ones which have gone down by as much or maybe not as much, but by, you know, in the 100%. But yeah, I would say Mm -hmm. there's no ones which are, I would say, widely known because we haven't really had access to these kind of stocks until Mm -hmm. recent. Like because of trading two on two and free trade, they've only sort of come around in the last couple of years. Whereas you know, big blue chips have been around for so long, and you could buy them back in the day, whether that's physically or even over the phone. So yeah, that's probably why no one really hears of them as much anymore.
1: Oh, that's really that's really interesting because to be honest, I'm I'm quite a, a novice when it comes to um, when it comes to stocks, and if I'm being honest, I thought penny stocks were just they're just small companies. Um, you can throw in maybe a ten or twenty quid or something. I'm <laughs> you can just trade. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think a lot of it is I'm um, especially finding at the moment, and you guys might must find it as well, is you get the social media's are they're saturated with mm. everyone knows what they're doing. You see graphs here, you see graphs there, and it's almost like you feel left out. You know, how how are you finding it in the space where, you know, you're, you're genuine but you're being completely crowded out by all of these spam accounts that say look come and join my telegraph or telegram chats and this is my graph this means that
2: regarding like the amount of information out there it can crowd your judgment and it can really you know feel overwhelming because there's so many people ramming down their courses or their signals and i think from the forex days which you guys probably remember which has kind of died down a lot now there's always the forex traders on instagram or twitter saying mm-hmm. join my group or buy my course and you'll be a millionaire next week of course people have sort of clocked on that you know that's probably not realistic but i would say you know just
1: repeat what's the what's the actual question for me again sorry that's right no, just how, how how do you find it um in a way competing with all of these bigger accounts that are almost saturating the social medias and saying you know like oh, i am we're the best traders because you know as you say you see these these kids that say look i turned ten thousand pounds into two
2: million dollars and you think well, okay but why aren't you up wall street for us you know the main say the actual purpose behind investor zone was originally just set up because a lot of my friends and family members who don't come from a financial background had no idea what a stock or how to trade or just anything regarding finance so it was originally just set up with a group of like it was me and kaya and then a group of my friends used to ask me about it so i was like yeah guys and i was just kind of not teaching them because you know i wouldn't say i was qualified to teach them but give as much information and help them along to make some money and you know invest for their futures as well and then sort of it built up and consistently just people talking to their friends and more people getting involved and i was like you know at the beginning of the year because previous i was say doing it by myself and then beginning this year me and kai was talking all the time i was like you know what, let's actually try and push this as a you know an actual platform for people mm-hmm. to you know communicate and a community rather than just keeping it on our whatsapp group chat um so i'd say the difference or what we're really trying to achieve is not to sell anyone dreams is just to kind of break the barriers between of course what a stock is from the real basic level all the way up to if you're investing into specs or penny shares and if you want to do your own research and how to find them so of course, we're at the very beginning or early stages, but the main sort of goal and what sort of differentiates us from the rest of the market is we really don't, in the nicest way, care if you don't benefit me financially, if anything. Yeah. Like it's not an mm-hmm. actual, you know, I don't wake up thinking, great, another subscriber, that's another 20 quid in my account. It's just, you know,
3: trying to bring value yeah. to the world. That's it, really. Yeah. Just trying to teach I... them some sort of financial literacy and just get people in the know. It's basically, what our core value is, to be honest, Nothing financial or anything like that. It's just sharing knowledge and building the community.
0: I think that's so important as well. Just doing stuff off the back of you actually enjoy it. And it's like a passion for you guys. And you you genuinely want to help people. You're not focused on the followers or how much money you're getting. I think as soon as you, like Joe and I have spoken about this before, right? As soon as you start following something because it's like Mm -hmm. the money, it, you you lose the passion yeah. for it, and and then you're suddenly not as good as it because you're not enjoying it as much. And I think when you're really passionate about it, the success and the numbers follow that's anyway. Cool. So um, I think that's a really good, yeah, good point nothing, that you're making beats
3: there. Organically.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. And I guess just so just going back to what we were just talking about previously. So so. Just to get it clear, so why, why have you guys chosen stocks and shares in comparison to other investments? Now, I know, Connor, you mentioned you sort of dabbled in property and a few other things. you saying it, it wasn't fast-paced enough, uh, getting a bit boring.
2: Originally, with property, the reason why – my main goal was actually to save up enough money on my stocks and shares to buy a house, more or less. That was like the goal, mm-hmm. buy to let, something like that. But then I realised that the sort of opportunity cost by buying a house – Far outweighs the amount of money you can earn in the stock market, whether that's you know trapping up all your money into a mortgage for 30 years yeah. and then just getting £200 after you pay off the mortgage anyway each month and having to deal with tenants and bills yeah. and problems. So that kind of pushed real estate to the side because I'm thinking, again, it's more once you've got your money put into real estate and you just get an income from it rather than trying to grow your money. Forex, I just, it, it didn't interest me. It's just, it, there was nothing of substance. There was no like, you know derivative there was nothing actually deriving it's you know a fiat currency there's nothing actually backing it it's just a piece of paper or you know numbers in the sky and it can change willy-nilly off loads of different things so there's no company or story i can invest in and crypto until mm-hmm. literally about two weeks ago i didn't even want to entertain it but a lot of cool people <laughs> i've connected through um, clubhouse and twitter who've really opened my eyes and I see crypto more as a store of value rather than a way to gain value. I see it as buying Bitcoin to hold and pass down to your kids rather than uh, trying to, you know, double your money. But that's me trying to trade it. That's me.
3: Yeah, I doubled in Forex sometime last year, and it was the worst month of my life. (laughs) I remember that. What (laughs) was your experience? (laughs) Not only did I lose a lot of money, but just the psychological (laughs) stress of watching the charts twenty four seven Monday to Saturday mm-hmm. to stuff, sorry. It's just it was just too overwhelming for me. I just couldn't do it. It just got too much. Um, I got too greedy. I got burnt and I thought to myself, never again. So
0: Yeah, but sometimes that's the way you learn, <laughs> exactly. right? You've got you got to get burnt in order to 100%. progress and, and look into different ways. Exactly. No, I completely get it. And and I, I think that's a do you know what it's really interesting just even talking to people on this podcast, right? Because it's it's different Opinions every single mm. week, isn't it, Joe? Like we've had, yeah. we've had conversations about Bitcoin. Uh, we've had conversations where guys think property is the best investment, and then getting a diff- completely different spin on it from you guys, and just saying, "Look, this is the reasons for why I think it's important. Why I prefer stocks and yeah. shares." It's just really interesting, and and like you guys said, in terms of um, Bitcoin and crypto, just started speaking to people, got a bit more of an interest in it, just understanding it more, um, and that's what it's yeah. all about—just networking and, and and teaching yourself. Yeah
1: have you found that like like bitcoin um and like the cryptocurrency market you know the regular joe is all of a sudden invested lots of money and all of a sudden i've got my parents i've got friends saying oh i really want to jump into crypto have you found that that's sort of been the case with the stocks and shares market definitely. you know every every other post i see is about elon musk and tesla
3: <laughs> it feels <definitely laughs> <sounds> like <laughs> everyone's involved now doesn't it <laughs> i yeah. do you
2: if I remember, like, if my bus driver or my postman is giving me advice about stocks and shares, then probably you shouldn't be investing <laughs> into those stocks and shares. Because everyone tells you to invest in Tesla or, you know, Amazon. Or, and the problem is, yeah. uh, it's not even a problem because, you know, the term Robin Hood traders, or for anyone who don't know what that means, it's like your retail traders who really don't have an idea what they're doing. They just bundle their money into the market because, you know, Elon tweeted... He likes, you know, cake, and now cake has gone through the roof. I don't know, whatever it may be, um, but with that being said, I do think it's good because it makes the market really volatile, and it sort of you can sort of play, make more plays because you know it's not just the big whales who have to move markets. You get you know a bunch of Robin Hood traders who are just really bullish on a certain stock, and like Tesla, you can see it go over a thousand dollars. But yeah, I, I do think it's scary because I don't hardly know anything in finance but if i'm getting my postman telling me stock tips then i know there's something wrong with the market
0: no it's yeah. so true and so i guess say for example you're giving not advice but recommendations to someone that's just started out um, and really just want to start getting involved what would you say would be the first steps for those guys to take
3: research everything is there for free online don't pay anyone that's the first thing yeah
2: yeah there's mm. a lot i'd say the, become like competent with the world of investing and Stocks and whatever it may be, whatever you're actually interested into putting your money towards, really try and understand it as much as you can. Um, that's the first step. And then if, like they always say, you've got dummy accounts and you can always, you know, practice on these accounts. But I always think the major thing about say investing or even trading is the psychology and how it feels when you've actually got your real money into the market and don't go gung-ho if you've got 10 grand don't put all of it into one stock and hope but you know you can try it with 100 quid or a thousand pound there and really sort of just get your feet wet understand the risk and the reward and the main thing is like uh, me and kai was speaking about before this um we're not actually traders or investors we're we're in the business of risk management and i think that's the main thing not overly exposing yourself to certain markets or certain you know sectors Mm. and just diversify your portfolio, learn about different industries and just invest what you actually believe in. That's the main thing. If you think that EV is going to be the future, then, you know, you can be heavy in EV. That's fine. But if you don't believe in EV, just because your friend says invest in it, don't just jump in because he said, you know, do what you actually like and think will, you know, grow in the future. Yeah, one thing that, that does hold me back
1: is I, I try to do as much research as possible, but it's just when I'm going to, when it when it gets to the money part, and I actually think, Do you know what? Now let's put a little bit aside and let's go for it. I'm always a little bit hesitant. How would you? How would you say? You know, someone that maybe is a little bit risk adverse, maybe don't have as much confidence. They might know it all. How would you say? You know, is there certain groups that they can go into? Is there because you said, oh, you found a lot of people through LinkedIn. You two connected. Would you just say, go out there, network, um, and find
2: people? I would probably say if you just want to be exposed to stocks the two best things i could probably you know recommend someone would be an etf you can be exposed to the broader market so the s&p 500 which is for the us the 500 biggest companies there so you're not just in one sector you're spread across loads of different and loads of different companies and that's i think average return since i think the 1900s is around seven percent a year so you know it's better than your savings account that can be a good way just to Get used to seeing your money go up and down on a daily basis. Um, or I would say just stick to your blue chips. You know the ones which aren't as volatile. Or go for like an eighty-twenty split. So eighty percent of your money into stocks and twenty into bonds. So they're very you know risk averse. You know they're government backed most of them. So um, yeah, like just play the risk. I say when I first started, I did not go into penny stocks. I started off with big blue chip companies, dividend paying ones just because it was way safer, but also that was my philosophy. And then when I grew confidence into understanding what the market does and stocks, I went into the penny side. So I would say start off small, start off very risk-averse, and you can up your appetite the more experienced and the more comfortable you get. That's some great advice. Yeah,
1: no, it, it's uh, it, it's one of them things, that is, it, I find it very daunting. Mm. you know. It's all right just to, to look at it on a screen, but it's, it's – right, as soon as the information's right in front of you, you've got the app up, you've got the website up, let's go. I'm very much like, oh, well, I don't know about this. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'm not too sure about that. So that's, that's very good advice. Joe, Joe's shaking
0: <laughs> when he's putting his card details into the computer. One thing you can
2: if you check our page, actually, just a little shameless plug, but there's actually something on our page. Um, i do it. it was, uh, it's basically the uh, time of investing. And the best time to start was yesterday. And I mean that not yesterday, specifically, I mean that as in as soon as possible, because it's not about timing the market. So it's not about, you know, picking the right time to invest. It's about the time you are in the market. So the longer you're invested, no matter if it's for a week, a day, a month, sooner, the better it will be. So there's actually a thing we have and it's all over the Internet. But if you start off four years earlier than someone else, and I think the ages was like 22 compared to 26, And you both invest the same amount at the beginning and the same amount per month. Um, I can't remember the exact amounts, but within, I think it was 20 years, it was about £400,000 difference. So, and it was only a four-year difference, same amount of money. So you can see the compounding effect really takes place. And the problem is we don't get younger. So if you wait every day and sit on your hands, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, don't matter when, start now, because you'll thank yourself in 10, 20 years to come
0: and this is the thing right like we just going back to our original point is like we want to teach this stuff to to people that might be listening but might have not had the education or might not have been taught about this in school or their family don't have any idea about stocks and shares and how to start investing it's just another mechanism to get involved mm-hmm. i think and i just think that's a really important thing like what you guys are doing you've got your instagram page you've got your youtube just sharing knowledge and and just yeah making it um, that entry yeah. easier i guess yeah.
1: so so with with the um the brokerage sites as well i've seen that you've got trading 212 i get ed- adverts every day for etoro <laughs> on youtube as well um, unlike unlike crypto i mean crypto hitch from last week uh, he said don't keep your money on a brokerage because it's going to get hacked and, and they keep them in a ledger <laughs> is that sort of is that is that so
3: all uk brokers are yeah. covered by the fcs um, so all right. your funds up to the amount of 85k is covered so if your broker wants to go bust then you'll be covered up to 85k if it... crypto on the other hand is totally unregulated so <laughs> whatever you put in yeah. be prepared to lose it <laughs> yeah it just, that's the thing I love you know
2: no disrespect to crypto guys I'm say one of you guys now but when it comes down to like <laughs> the conspiracies behind you know your things will get hacked to be fair if you even use your credit card online you know the chance of you getting hacked is just as high anyway so don't leave don't let say the fear of you losing your money because unless you're investing over 85 grand that the first go anyway then which most people probably aren't Mm -hmm. chances are you won't be losing your money and get hacked and if you do then you know you're getting it back but i've never experienced it myself or know anyone who has so yeah i wouldn't say let that hold you back a ledger's great but it's just yeah it's not important yeah, so
1: it's just nice to know that when when you're trading that you do have that security um just in case uh, anything goes wrong, I know certainly speaking to some of the crypto guys um they were a little bit hesitant when speaking about what brokerage and that they they use so um <laughs> it's good to know. But what one thing we we we're looking at at the moment um and me and Hannah have sort of spoken about it as well is the the industries that are booming at the moment, you know, all you see is um electric cars and different energy um different energy sources and that what what sectors do you really see maybe in 2021 but maybe in the future you know in in 10 20 years time what do you see that is really going to be the next key um
2: opinion on this so quite you might (laughs) take this one
3: artificial intelligence evs charging infrastructure is a big thing with all these EVs coming into society and laws being changed to make gas-powered cars a thing of the past, the charging infrastructure is going to need a big overhaul. So any sort of charging stocks that will be providing charging points around the country and around the world are a good shout. Uh, tech. Digital healthcare, battery tech mm-hmm. is a big thing. Uh, mining companies that specialize in stuff like lithium, graphene, that's going to be a big part of the world going forward in terms of powering our EV cars and vehicles. Anything um, else, Connor?
2: I would say, yeah, pretty much anything electric. Electric vehicle based.
3: Uh, clean energy is a yeah. big thing as well. Clean energy, is very big. Mm-hmm. So solar power, wind power, um, renewable Sonke, energy. I'm not theory. massively,
2: or well, I would say, I, I've been, I've used it to trade and swing, but I haven't mean, actually 100% believed in because it's not a bit of me. But I know, like, things like the cannabis industry is going to inevitably grow. I don't know how big, and I don't know if regulation is going to stop them, but with the Biden presidency now as well, it's probably going to help, but um, that's another sector I see growing. Just, I couldn't give you a figure on how big it will grow, but yeah, I think anything clean, green, um, and going away from, say, the old gas and oil-powered sort of society
3: we lived in. Yeah, cyber security as well is a world of um goes online as well cyber mm-hmm. security is a big mm-hmm. big thing
0: nice okay and then just in terms of sort of like looking forward to the future what are your some what are some of your key goals and you can talk about either you know investor zone um maybe in your personal life with with trading what are some of your key milestones over the next couple of years
3: well mine is hopefully in the next three to five years is to be financially free and be my own boss and <laughs> quit my job mm-hmm. that's it really in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not everyone sort of <laughs> oh
2: definitely yeah. I can relate yeah
3: I <laughs> like, can relate to that my
1: view,
2: I'd say <laughs> geographical freedom like you no know, financial freedom but I want to be like geographically free I want to travel and even I was saying to Claire as well and loads of people I always want to like move to Thailand or somewhere like Australia I was talking to just for a bit of time away just because oh. i know nowadays there's so much you can do just with your phone and your internet connection or a laptop yeah. um you mm-hmm. try and just be as liquid as possible and have a skill or a talent or have i don't know have something where you can completely move location or you don't just rely on a certain place to earn your income so yeah for me it's just kind of growing the streams i have already and compounding it and just being you know within the next five to ten years able to sort of enjoy life I know it sounds very cliche but enjoy life before you know you know I don't know whether it's the Maldives are going to go into the sea or I don't know just before I actually miss all these kind of amazing (laughs) things and life changes too much even with this old vaccine I don't know whatever could happen all your conspiracy theories but just travel as much as I can that's my main goal and use sort of finance to fund that.
0: I think that's so achievable though especially yeah. in the sort of like the areas that you're you're working in and you're obviously doing you're, you're trading you're, you're in the stock markets you can do that like you said oh, okay. from anywhere in the in the world it's not like you're tied down physically to a certain location where you have to you know physically be in an office um so it's great and I also like I really respect the fact that you're sort of like grafting now in your sort of younger years and and saving not, not necessarily for retirement but like even <laughs> financial, financial freedom in a couple of years time like that's that's excellent and I think a 100%. lot of people can look up to that. I think
2: life's so short when you actually think about how short our time is on this planet like from how old the earth is to how long we yeah. actually spend on it is literally a blink of an eye in the grand scheme of like you know so it kind of at night it can keep you up if you think about it too much but for me it's just you know i can see it as yeah like luckily when i was younger i spent on stupid things whether that's cars and clothes and just stuff which of course gives you happiness temporarily but when you actually think about next like, 10 20 30 years if you actually live broke and stack as everyone say was it live broke stack notes or whatever the saying is it's the it's the best <laughs> yeah i that's think that's, I don't know if that's actually one i just made it up but um yeah, if you try and limit going out, limit buying a new pair of the train I say it to everyone, all the people are sick of me. Any time they're like, "Oh, do you think I should buy these?" I'm like, "No." Like, you know, that classic. No, buy this stock, and they're like, "Oh God, I don't want to talk to you anymore." Uh-huh. But I, I, it, a bit, seriously, it really will help you. In the next ten years, you'll be like, you know, all that money I could have saved and spent, I can I can retire like retire my job and just live off you know dividends or live off the interest I earn and, and just travel and. You know, have a very easy life, and that's what I, I just wanted an easy life when I get older. I don't want to be stuck behind the desk or work in a manual labour job just because I have spent too much in my younger days or was a bit too wild. I still have fun, but I think now you can't do that, so you might as well limit your costs and really just work on yourself, so you don't have to worry in the future.
1: Yeah, no, I think that I think that's key, and I, I think as well that you know back back I mean back when I was a kid, you know. 10 15 years ago and everyone wants to be a, a footballer or, or something like that but now I've, i see a lot of people that that really want to aspire to do jobs where they're not confined to the office or they, they can go and do whatever they want and they can go do things on the side you know such as a a youtuber or they can go and do things in social media or stocks and shares and, that. and i think it really is broadening out what people can do you know i i I'm currently an assistant quantity surveyor. And sometimes I sit at the desk and I think, I fucking hate looking at bricks all day. (laughs) I just just want to... If my boss is listening, that was was satire. (laughs) But no, I think it's just ultimately just... Having that freedom, just a bit like, do you know, what today I can just do what I want, and having the financial um, behind you just to, mm. to back yourself up, I think that I think that's really, for anyone, really inspirational.
2: Either if you have a really, you know, low-paying job or minimum wage, all the way up to like a very privileged position, you know, it, it doesn't stop you from being able to achieve what you want to achieve. And because of the internet and because of the opportunities out there, it honestly just takes a bit of get up and go, a bit of motivation, a bit of actual self-belief. And I know it's very cliche, but you can genuinely achieve anything from what I've experienced. I didn't come from a, say, privileged background, but I just had to say one day, you know, if I don't get up and do something, I'm just going to be, you know, the guy who said, oh, I mm-hmm. could have been a footballer, but my knee was bad. So now I'm just, you know, here. Like, and you see so many of them. Yeah, the classic one. The classic. And it's easy because, you know, you feel hard done by, by the world because you do feel like they, the world owes you something, but. When you realise no one owes you anything, the only person who can go out and get is yourself. And if you go and spend your money wisely and, you know, work your ass off for the next 10 years, then you can never have to work again if you do that. So, yeah, like, honestly, it's, it's achievable, especially nowadays.
0: Honestly, like just just talking to a couple of people that we've spoken to on these podcasts, right? I, I, like even though you've all got sort of contrasting opinions on what you invest mm. in or, or you know what you enjoy, there's a, a a clear running theme here, and that is just like the mindset that all of you have had so far in terms of work ethic. And like just believing in yourself and, and actually putting the you know the effort into mm. to achieve something that you want, um, that's just been a clear theme here. And I think it's it's so easy just to have like that victim mentality in this day and age. And everyone, like you said, thinks that the world owes them something. But unless you really go out there and, and try it for yourself, mm. you're never going to get to where you want to. So I think that's just a really yeah, important
2: message you're putting out. It's simple. And the problem is with this trading situation, it promises you quick returns, and you can get quick money. But the problem is with quick money, it can come as quick as it can go. So is, always think as well, long-term mm-hmm. as well. And I have to remind myself daily. So if you put in the hard work, don't think that, yeah, because you, you've done, I don't know, 10 grand you made in the last week that you're going to do it next week, you could lose it all. So yeah, like it's a long game. Just keep, keep, just keep digging at it and you'll just learn as you go. And yeah, like I think as long as you believe in yourself, you can do anything
1: yeah so, so one thing i'd like to sort of touch on is is I, I see a lot of people say look you've got to grind you've got to hustle you've got to work 25 hours a day um to achieve what your dreams in that how do you find that your work-life balance is you know because uh, correct me if i'm wrong you, you know connor you said that you're you get sort of self-employed you're doing this on your own and kai you said you're still working for someone but you're doing this on the side so how do you find your work you know, life balance? i'd say managing all of this
2: i would say you have to be obsessed with what you do And I realized that unless you genuinely love what you do and you, you you enjoy it and yeah, money always comes, you know, sooner or later, but if you enjoy it, then it's you you find yourself doing 12 hour days and it don't feel like 12 hours. Like whether that's for me, like I didn't come, I didn't understand how to edit a YouTube video or, you know, you know, record on stuff. I I genuinely no idea. So, but I enjoyed it. So I learned it and it's getting It will get better and better. But I think, unless you find what your purpose is, and it sounds, it's weird, because I watched a film called Soul, it's like some Disney movie, which recently came out, but you know, you know, hard hitting, emotional and all that, but the message behind it was sick, where it was saying, your spark in life, your purpose, what you're put on the planet for, that's what you have to basically go out and find, like, you might enjoy doing certain things, but go Mm -hmm. and find what you genuinely could do every day, and not feel like working, luckily for me, like, music side I genuinely enjoy it it's really fun like I can do it and not get paid and still have fun doing it it's just you know that's a bit of me but then finance as well and doing YouTube and helping people I get a lot of value out of that because it's not sort of you know a pat on the back for me but it's 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 great seeing like my friend said to me the other day you know he's made four grand off a stock which I told him but I didn't say oh buy this stock you're going to be rich but I just gave him like oh this is what I'm invested in have a look at it he did his own research went through it all and he's made money and hopefully that can help him in the future. And, you know, it's, it's greater than black. Like, my purpose is bigger than me. And I realise that as long as you think it's not about you, yeah. it's about everyone else. And if you can bring enough value to other people's lives, then chances are you're either going to be rich, successful, whatever you really want, you'll get as long as you try and help enough. I think there's actually a saying, I think, was it um Brian Tracy? If you help another, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll have everything you want. So it's a good little yeah, motto to live by.
0: That's a nice one. Yeah. It's full of cloths and papers. I love it. it. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just noting these down. Thinking, what i thinking, what's on Tinder
2: buying like, <laughs> next? Live, bro, <tack> <laughs> uh, live like- broke stack notes. Live broke stack notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one. <everyone. laughs> like, Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> oh, oh, well, percent. I mean it's been brilliant talking to you guys. I mean I don't want to keep you for too long, but um do you have any other questions you want to ask Joe or anything else you want to discuss? Um just off the back How about of the you way? guys? We've do you guys an see any now. certain
2: sectors? Yeah, yeah, what, like, any sectors that interest you or your investment philosophy?
0: Well, I mean, even just what you spoke about now, right, right, in terms of finding what you really enjoy, it doesn't have to be financial. I think Joe and I can really relate to that just in terms of these podcast, right? We, we sort of met a couple of months ago. We both had very similar interests. We wanted to, you know, share our experiences. We've, we've both been, like, through a lot in terms of, mm. like, um financial milestones like sort of like buying a ha- first house or investing we both had very like similar aspirations in that sense um neither of of us went through like the traditional um route of school either we were both kind of like school might not always give the the right mm-hmm. message and you can definitely learn from different channels um we're not trying to do this you know to to gain like income really it's just more of like a uh, a method to help others so um uh, yeah i can really relate on that point yeah. and we just really enjoy it you know it's it's, it's no difficulty we, you know we can just have a conversation with people we've networked with quite a few people that have been really, really interesting i've got great experiences it's just something we really enjoy and it, even if you know on our first episode even if we we help one person that listens to this and thinks do you know what i actually can really yeah. resonate with what you guys are saying i might actually go down that route or looking to you know put my money into some investments and even if we just help one person that's me like done that I'm I'm happy
1: yeah I mean I I would touch on that I mean to be honest I'm very very much at the early stages of really finding out what it is I want to do or what it is I want to go into and using this podcast as a vehicle to really just go and speak to people that are you know not well known you don't have the blue ticks and have millions of followers Mm -hmm. and just trying to find ordinary people in, in a sense and just speak to them honestly about things, you know, you know, what's the pros about this? What's the pros about that? Cause you know, we, we spoke to um, a property guy uh, last night and we spoke to a crypto guy and, and there was a couple of bits that I thought, Oh, actually I've not thought about that. I've not thought about this. So by myself getting educated, it's nice that we can record this and actually share it with other people. You know, I've, I have a couple of family members that listen to this <laughs> as well and they say, Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't think, you know, yeah, it's yeah. sort of changed my mind about this as well. So, you know, it's, I think it relates back to your quote in, in the sense that, you know, by helping ourselves, we are helping, uh, helping other people, which is quite nice as well. So hopefully we can use this, you know, as it as it grows more and more and more, we can use it as a vehicle to to really help, you know, people. Because I think at the moment, especially, I know a lot of my friends are really sort of searching for that, that not purpose, you know, but almost like a little bit of a, a drive or just seeking something different. And, you know, speaking about the biggest things you know in the world really like finance and property, they dominate the world and they dominate mm. industries, but they're not really touched upon in terms of, yeah, exactly. So it's not quite yeah. nice to, to strip it down to
2: the bare bones. Say one and, thing and for anyone listening or you guys, which is not even related to finance but about finding your purpose, and if it's in finance or you know, having a goal and achieving it, there's a book by a guy called David Goggins, it's called Can't Hurt Me, um, and he's an ex-Navy SEAL. And it's not an army book, but it's just about his trials and tribulations through his life. And that book has inspired me more than anyone ever has. It's just his story is so meaningful that it makes you want to achieve more in your life just by listening to what he's done. And he's achieved off the back of literally being nothing. So I'd say for anyone, if, you know, you could take something away from this, away from stocks, finance, because there's so many different ways you can make money. But I would say to find your purpose whether that is through stocks and like that because a great way to really kind of dig deep and say you know this is what i want to do in the future if it works great if it doesn't then we move on to the next one
1: no i think i think this this podcast has been really 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 insightful and, and you know there are, hopefully there are people that sort of might give them a little bit of a kick up the ass or, or give them the, the self-confidence and self-belief that they need to, to really go That's and it. experiment That's and it. get up and with go. what they enjoy doing <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Now we, we like to sort of finish this off just on a on a little bit of a of a, a jovial note, and I'm pretty sure Hannah, I heard. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this again. Oh, I'm pretty sure I heard halfway through the podcast that you guys said when you're financially, free, you've got your mansions. you already got, got one. Kai's for got a couple of, three for a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my my question is, what, what drinks would you like us would would you like us
3: to bring round? Uh, anything rum based nice caribbean islands,
0: so anything is a bit of me nice that's a new one that's a new normally normally this is a bit of an icebreaker we you know joe and i we we are partial (laughs) to an alcoholic beverage we do like to have a chat have a drink (laughs) on this podcast um so yeah we we like to ask our guests you know what's your drink of choice if you had to choose anything so i like the fact that you've got a rum rum rum-based alcoholic drink that's brilliant what about yourself i'll
2: say a nice you know um, smoothie I like smoothie <laughs> 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 or a fizzy drink, um, a drink tea, <laughs> T-I-N-G it's like a really nice Caribbean drink So,
0: Brilliant, well thank you so much both, it's been really great talking right, to right, you right, right, um,
1: really interesting it. episode thank Thanks for jumping on, um, hopefully we'll have to arrange another one maybe later in the year because it was a uh...
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast we hope you enjoyed it
1: Make sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you get your podcast from and check us out on Instagram at the First Quarter Club. See you next
3: week.